Right now on the line, I'm joined by Dominic Hoey at the Marie. How you doing, man? Good, bro. Good, man. How's things? Very good, thank you. Very good. It's a very cold Otipoti day, but uh, it's winter, so, you know, what, what do we expect? You know, I can just... imagine it's, it's freezing here. So I can't imagine what it's like down there. Uh, it's not freezing where you are, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was slipping walking up my hill today because of the because of the ice on the road, damn, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, you win. Yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, you've got a new book, uh, "Poor People with Money." Uh, that title was Conservative's Nightmare. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, this is a book of fiction, uh, but like most good books, um, it's made up of truths, and you probably didn't need to look too far for inspiration for this work. Yeah, yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, so it's not, yeah, like you say, it is it is fiction, but I suppose most experiences of the characters are things that either I've gone through or observed of my life. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel for myself personally as a writer, I can't really write things that I don't have an experience or seen. Yeah. Um, I, I know I know when you go to uni, they're like, you should write what you don't know, but um, I, haven't, I haven't acquired that skill yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, next thing, it could be a nuclear submarine somewhere, you know, some Tom Clancy-style novel. You never know what's going next. <laughs> Um, but yeah, can, can you give us a bit of a breakdown of this one? Just you know, a, yeah, a sure. So it's about um, a character called Monday Ward Wardridge, and she's a thirty-year-old Muay Thai fighter, and she really wants to go to um, Thailand to fight, but she has no money. She works a dead-end job, um, so she enlists the help of her um, nerdy, traumatized flatmate JJ, who um, is very secretive but has a computer to help her buy drugs off the internet, mm-hmm. and then it all goes terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about Monday. You know, what, what kind of informed her life up to where we kind of find her? Um, so when she was a teenager, her um, kid brother, who was really important in her life, disappeared. And um, and then um, after that, she sort of spirals downhill. But while she's spiraling, kind of finds um, fighting. She's boxing. So sort of like, yeah, I guess that kind of sort of saves her life, even though it's still kind of on a downward trajectory. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then she sort of becomes fiercely independent. Um, yeah. So that's something I sort of wanted to write about as well is that kind of um, that kind of fierce independence. I guess that comes from trauma, and then how that can in our society is often seen as a good thing, but then what that actually looks like and how that can actually play out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because. She's had this traumatic experience, and for uh, you know, for people in lower socioeconomic er- um, you know areas and, and circumstances, there's no safety net. You know, you can have mm. um, uh, you know an M- MMA or, or Muay Thai has kind of been kind of a safety net for her, but not in a financial sense, right? So the the downward spiral, um, you know, may be able to be mitigated to a point with certain things, but um, you know, getting up. Um, and out of the situation she's in, it's, it's a pretty difficult thing, right? Totally, and and it's like I think what is one of the things about being poor, you know, is like it's not only the financial situation you're in, it's also the mindset. Yeah, and I think that's something that I sort of try and play out in the novel is that she keeps messing up situations over and over again, you know, because because of her mindset, and um, that's something that I experience, and, I, and a lot of people around me, um, I see. You know, that's still playing out in their life, you know, even their 40s, you know. So um, I don't think they're saying that people don't understand that aren't from that, you know. Yeah. Uh, why does that person keep doing that? And it's like, well, that's because that's what they know, you know. Oh, exactly. 
A hundred percent. And, you know, and like you said, you know, people in their 40s, but, you know, as we get older, we realise it's people in their 50s and 60s and 70s all the way through life as well. Hard out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're a, you know, you, you're a songwriter, you're a poet, uh, you're, a, you're a novelist. Um, and how is writing a novel and telling a story through a character's voice, um, you know, kind of differ from from that work as a songwriter? Because that's how we've known you mostly, I guess, is, uh, over over the course of the years, yeah, um, I guess because like with the poetry and songs and plays and stuff, it's all like me. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I try and make it a hundred percent me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas obviously for a novel, it's not. You know, and um, I had to do a lot of research for this novel because um, there were things in there which, again, like I I kind of knew, or maybe like you know some of my friends are pro fighters, um, or I trained Muay Thai. It's a, at a really amateur level for a little while, but I started to go into gyms, interview people. Um, you know, they're living in Avondale, which is somewhere that I've only, you know, visited. So then I had to go there with friends and spend time and find the landmark. So, yeah, I think there's that you're inhabiting someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and which is completely different. And uh, to be honest, I feel like this is the first time I've really managed to pull that off. I felt it was the first novel I was kind of like, maybe floundering a little bit in that respect, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you have to get completely in Monday's mindset uh, before you can get to that point of what would Monday do in this situation? Yeah, so I spent a lot of time thinking about her and, and what I did actually was I wrote situations for her to be in or people for her to be around that aren't actually in the novel just to sort of figure out how she acts. And But then once I had it, like once I nailed who she was, she just kind of did the things, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things in the book which I didn't intend on happening, which she just did because that's her character. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. You kind of get carried away in the story yourself while you're writing it. Well, I, I remember, like, you know, you always read like people say, "Oh, I wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to keep writing the character, or I missed the character." And I never understood that until now because when I got to the end of the book, I was like, "Oh, I'm bummed that I'm not going to get to, you know, spend more time with this person." Yeah. Yeah, but do you have the ability to do that though? You know, is there a series in the works? That's funny because I, I never thought that at all. But then um, so when I did another interview and they were like, "Oh, it seems like this is set up for a sequel by the yeah. ending," and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even consider that." But um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see how this one goes first. You know? Yeah, yeah. There is. I sell ten copies of it. Like, Ooh, forget about that. <laughs> Bye, Monday. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the last few pages, like you know, there is that ability to to take it further. I guess if you so choose. Um, one thing for me is balance, right? The balance between um, scene setting uh, and story, character set up, so you know as much as you need to know about them. And I feel that you've really hit that with this this book. It, and, and I guess that writing something like this is about balance, right? Because you can't, you don't want to have too much character development. Uh, and then miss out what's actually happening around. And you don't want to have too much scene setting and kind of miss out on the story. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think um, I think that's what drafting, you know, like I did, I think I did 21 drafts of this book. Wow. Um, because it was definitely um, way too heavy on the old um, character development in the first draft, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of friends who are um, writers and or avid readers who sort of read my work and always give me feedback and stuff. And some of them have been reading my work for like 20 years, so they're really good at just being like, oh, bro, you're doing that thing again. And um, Yeah, but I think I think with, with something as long as a novel, I mean, you could argue an album's kind of the same. 
it's, I think finding that balance is really the key for it. Coming off, you know, once you get to a certain level with your, your craft. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, now, you talked before about you doing some Muay Thai and, and, you know, being around MMA, but you don't really... You, there are some... I guess there's some films that are out there in the past couple of years, but I don't think I've really read much, many books of fiction that include MMA as a part of it. So I would imagine this would have good appeal with that community. I hope so, yeah. Um, I've, like, invited some, some of my friends who are trainers and, and fighters and stuff to launch and... Um, yeah, I guess it's just me a matter of sort of trying to get it into those communities, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, my friend who, who yeah, he's a, um, he was a pro fighter, but now he's a trainer. I mean, he, he read it for like helping people to the fight scenes and stuff. And I mean, he was really excited about it. So yeah. fingers crossed, you know? I think this is going to be an important work because it's going to, you know, like other important works uh, that we've seen in the past at Aotearoa that have an insight into a certain community that some people have no idea about but have no no true idea about, uh, but they have their truth about those certain areas and those certain people. But really, in all reality, they don't know them at all. They've just got perceptions or clip it from media uh, and made, uh, you know, made, made up stories themselves about what they think these people's lives are like and, and who they are. So I think this will be a really important insight. So I, th- I think it's really important for not just people um, that kind of already understand what it's like to grow up poor uh, and, you know, uh, and kind of trapped in that, that, uh, that system, uh, it's important for those that haven't lived that life to kind of read this book. I think that, you know, it gives it an important in, insight and might actually lead to some, you, you never know, these kinds of things could lead to good outcomes for people and good policy. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, um, yeah, it's funny because, you know, you just kind of write something that you're interested in and then it's not really until I start doing the interviews that people have been saying that kind of thing and you realise that it is a world that, you know, some people don't know, and because, like I say, most people I know are either still in it or have come from poverty and stuff. So it's sort of, I don't know. It's just you know, you kind of, like I say, just write what you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the story oh too well. <laughs> so yeah, I can certainly uh, get into it, which I did, which I did. But that's why I think that's important for a lot of other people. Oh, cheers, I know, bro. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great work, man. And uh, it, like, like I said, the really lovely balance. Um, you know, uh, you 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 hit it really well. So congratulations. Um, so the book is out now. Um, yeah, today it actually came out today. So. Today, well, congratulations, release day. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Is it a different feeling release day with a novel than it is with an album? Yeah, I guess because like um, a novel takes longer, right? You don't really get the feedback until you know it's at That's least true. a few days before yeah people consume it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting, yeah, seeing what people think. Nice, nice. Well, uh, congratulations, man. It's Thank you, brother. Really, really awesome. Um, so it's in, it'll be in all good bookstores, all online bookstores. Uh, get it from dominichoe.com, uh, as well as penguin.co.nz as well, Penguin Publishing. Uh, thank you for your time. No Very worries, brother. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, going to play Plague, uh, your track Plague. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, have yourself a wonderful uh, rest of your day, uh, and we'll talk again soon. Talk See you, bro. Thanks, Dominic.
plague to show us that the money was bad magic, origami wealth, counted by creatures you'd have trusted pet your dog. A plague to kill the spectacle, turning the world midnight, Sunday, dogavoo, walking an empty supermarket, asking yourself why you wasted a life trying to impress your phone. A plague, polishing the skies and oceans spotless, spitting phlegm from the collected smoker's lung, captains of sinking industry sleeping in South Island sheep stations. But tell me again, we are helping. There was a Radio 191 event podcast! You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.